everybody and welcome to a whole new episode and a whole new 22 minutes asking and answering. It's an exciting question today because there's so many levels we can chat about it on. Do you want to jump right in? Yes, I do. And remember, it came from the last episode because I started thinking about the importance. I started talking about the importance of sleeping. So this is the question, asleep or awake? Now, permission to talk about this both literally and spiritually? Is that what you're also thinking? Absolutely. Where do you want to start? Well, I want to start with a quote from Reverend Michael, from Michael Bernard Beckwith. And this is what he says. Wake up! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's funny. Yes, yeah. yes. So, and I and I want to um, read something else that he says. <laughs> Insights are occurring best based on your desire to wake up and to catch the sense of unity and your oneness with the presence that is never an absence. Mm. So, this is really speaking to spiritually awake which it which is the word that is used i mean it's called a spiritual awakening and it's interesting you shared yes. that quote because oftentimes in the spiritual community the um you know you'd refer to somebody as awake or not awake or conscious or not conscious so or sleeping or not or sleeping, sleeping or not sleeping so yes. and it's also where the i believe um, the phrase woke come from, you know, a lot of people discuss being sure. woke because that's about being mm-hmm. awake to what is going on. So yes, yeah, yes. it's a really great, well, my, I'm not even going to call it a metaphor because it's as literal in that sense as it is when you're talking about actual body sleep. Um, where do you stand on being spiritually awake? So one, do you believe you are? I think I know the answer to that. And also, <laughs> um, how um, how do you cultivate that? When were, um, do you ever feel like you were sleeping throughout your life? All of the questions. Yes. Well, I've been fortunate in my life because I've always had some kind of a a practice, even if the practice was going to Sunday service mm-hmm. and. Because when I was growing up, my father was a politician. We went to a Baptist church. We attended a Baptist church where I went through Sunday services and vacation Bible school and all of that. And we also went to a metaphysical um, service. So I have been very fortunate to be brought up in religiosity and spirituality. And when my parents always told us that when we turned, and I'm saying we, I'm talking about my siblings, that when we turned 18, we could choose what we, what service we Uh wanted to attend. Uh, They didn't say we could opt out. They just said, we want you to continue on a path and you get to choose the path. So this exposure was very important. And I chose metaphysics mm-hmm. and i'm so grateful that i yeah. did because that con- is continuously my path and it's what this podcast is about really it's about transformation mm-hmm. so i have been able to transform and i continue to transform in this 
in how I practice. Yeah. I think when I think about things that way, because I, I grew up in religion, which uh, I always am thankful for because it introduced me to the concept of God and I cultivated a understanding and relationship of that. And even as I fell away from the, I was, I was raised Catholic, even as I fell away from that early in my teen years, never lost the relationship with this thing that I called God or comprehended as God. So in that sense, I can think about being somewhat awake. And then I also Mm -hmm. think about the human journey of my life, which was so riddled with anxiety, low self-esteem, depression, uh, awkwardness, all, all the things that I discuss in my book before I took, before I took this spiritually awakened journey. Uh, so yes. I think that it's interesting because being awake speaks to a state. Uh, and this is actually an important point. I had a lot of spiritual knowledge. And like I said, I'd, I'd read a lot of the books. I'd been involved in the community but in regards to my day-to-day, that only really came into place when I was 22, when I took that journey to Hong Kong and had a, you know, I allowed spirituality to embed in my system, which people would refer to as a spiritual awakening. But I had the knowledge before, but I'm coming, I'm learning just by hearing myself say this, the knowledge, knowledge does not equal being awake. And it's like knowing you should drink oh, eight yes. glasses of water a day doesn't keep you hydrated. So yes, yes. it's good to know yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that's so well said. I, I'm remembering that we, we hear words like, um, we don't want to be sleepwalking in the world. Mm-hmm. We want to, we don't want to walk lockstep in the world. That's a phrase that I got so many years ago. I don't even know where it came from. And um, Joel Goldsmith says, we don't want to be like feathers in the wind, just going this way and that way. Um, and these are my words without any, um, without any direction. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that my practices give me direction. Now, I was brought up to, to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not brought up necessarily to meditate. I was brought up to study because these were examples that I saw from, especially from my mother and my grandmother. And I have always been able to manifest things. And so as a kid, I would write things out and I would visualize and I would have demonstrations, which was great. It served me. But I still felt very empty inside. And I felt empty inside because I did not have a relationship with the presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I got to Agape 19 years ago, that was when I began to really pray and meditate and study and serve and tithe and do all those things that um, allowed me to wake up to where I am today. And I have to say that waking up, because spirit is infinite, 
this waking up is infinite. Mm-hmm. It never stops. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same. I do think there's always different levels of which I've been waking up. Um, yeah. And yeah. And it speaks to there being just different periods of life and time where one level of awakeness at one point, well, level of consciousness we talk about, like one level of Mm -hmm. consciousness makes sense in one situation and one level in another time of life just doesn't. And I always think of the story I once heard at a, um, at a spiritual event I was at and someone spoke about, cause you, you just said the swear word, Karen, you said, you said manifest. <laughs> I know. Oh. I know. I was like, oh. um, but um, yeah, this, this teacher spoke about manifesting and they spoke about how at one point of life, if you go to the grocery store and you get an extra $10 in your change by mistake, you may say that that's manifestation. I've manifested this, but another level of consciousness is that you return that $10 because yes. it's uh, it's going to mess up their account system. Someone's going to get blamed for that. And I do think that speaks to, because, uh, you know, we speak about this a lot and it's really not to make anything right or wrong. It's different. It's here and there. Um, ways in which people embody and understand their spiritual journey. Because I do know people who would equate that $10 extra in their change to a enlightened spiritual moment. And I also know people who the returning of that money would be the enlightened spiritual moment. So it's here and there. It's not good and bad. It's different stages at different times. Yes. And it's a choice. Yeah. I was taught to return the money uh, because it, it wasn't mine. And I can, I can hear my mother's voice right now. Um, you don't want what is not yours. You know that that is not yours. And so I was brought up with the idea to, um, um, that I get, I will get what I will get. That is mine. And nothing stops that. Nothing stops that at all. Um, the idea that I get to see that I have an extra $10 and I get to choose to return it is very important to me. Now, when I was growing up, it wasn't $10. It could have been a nickel, Mm -hmm. you know? It could have been a dime. And it was my responsibility to return it. And that has set me up to make higher choices for me. For me. Um, And yes, there is... Um, there's no right or wrong, good or bad in this presence. There's only good. There's only mm-hmm. right. There's only, you know, um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. So this waking up is a continual process. Yeah. And I meditated this morning. I read something in 365 days of, 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 of wisdom by Ernest Holmes. I, um, prayed. These are things that allow me to continue to gain insight mm-hmm. a- into um, that, into my awakening, yeah. into my awakening. Yes. Yeah, and I and I'd say into my clarity. That that's how I'd get my. Yes. Yeah, and it's just a different. Well and it's just a different change mm-hmm. of word. But I know in the morning. Mm-hmm. So having the brain that thinks really quickly as I do. As I, as soon as the day gets me, it really wants to take me into 
the emails, the news, the, the, right. the what's going on. And because it's exciting and it's um, sensory and all of that stuff, um, it's hard for me to get back to my clarity once I've started that treadmill. And mm-hmm. when I talk about yes. clarity, how that shows up for me most often is I'll spend my day doing something. I, it, it'll look busy as far as the world's concerned. I'll do a lot of emails. I'll update this form. I'll program something, but I've not actually been, I've slept, walked through my day. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, Whereas when I get yeah. clear and I re- realize my gifts and talents, what I'm here to do, what do I genuinely want to progress, achieve, work on? That is what, that is my current reason. And for a long time, that's what gets me into my spiritual practice in the morning. Because if I don't, the day can really, it's been a sleepwalking day. Things have been done. That's been moved. That's been changed. That's been handled, but without intention or consciously moving, consciously moving towards what I know I should be moving towards. Yes. And that's the point, isn't it? That we want to set intentions for our days, for example, that we want to um, not sleepwalk, Mm -hmm. that we want to be guided and directed. I was telling someone, I was telling a client yesterday that when I do anything, especially as I'm going to begin some work, I say a prayer, Mm -hmm. even if the prayer is... I'm being God. Thank you. I'm grateful and thankful to be guided and directed as I uh, go through this these emails, as I edit this book, as I create a new writing for me. I'm guided and directed. So this presence and this power is always with us. And for for us to call it forth, to remember it, to allow it to go before us, that's powerful because we do not, we can do this on our own. We think that we're doing it on our own, but we're really not, not we really are not. And so when we call upon it and we unify with it, knowing that we are backed by it, can you imagine mm-hmm. The days that we can have, the the things that we get to produce, that's waking up. So waking up, being woke, is not about saying that we are. It's about uh, doing it. It's about allowing it to flow through us. And being woke means that we show up as beauty as unconditional love, we show up as generosity yeah. and clarity and and excellence. Yeah, I, that's what. So we're we're it's a demonstration in the the walk that we're having on this earth plane. I love that you say it's not about saying it. You know, as soon as someone, <laughs> as soon as someone um, <laughs> describes themselves as enlightened, straight away I go, "No, you're not." <laughs> like, and there's a Byron yeah. Katie. Oh, in Byron Katie's latest book, A Mind at Home with Itself, she says, if someone's truly enlightened, the word rarely gets out. And I, I just really right. like that. Right. And, and, and I yeah. know this from, gosh, this was a quote. I don't even know where it came from, but I remembered it. Um, someone once saying to me, uh, water does not have to protest that it's wet. It just yes. is. <laughs> and I think, yes, yeah, spiritually yes. awake does not have to say that it is. It is. Yeah, oh, that's such a great point, because we're talking about the beingness of God. Mm -hmm. 
So be it. Yeah. So be it. That's it right there. So be it. Go out and be it. What that means is that we demonstrate it. Yeah. We are kind and loving, as I as I said. We that we are we we're not um, telling people that we are awake. People know that we are because when we walk into a room, when we move into a space, they can feel the joy yeah. that is radiating from us. So I want to get into literal sleep, but I do have one other spiritual question on this, um, and it's all in, it's <laughs> okay. all it's all in the same theme. What do you say? What say you to the belief that this is all a dream? We're all having one big mass spiritual dream. Well. Joel Goldsmith says that this life with a small L is an illusion. The idea is when we are in this, I don't even, I, I, I want to find the words to describe it. When we are allowing the divine qualities, qualities to express ourselves, we are the dream. Mm-hmm. We're the dream right there. Um, and the dream is beautiful. It's abundant. It's, it's, it's everything. It, we are strong and powerful yeah. and wise, all of that. That's the dream that we get to live in. And man and woman may call that, that an illusion. That's what's real for me. Yeah, I am. Um... I've I've leaned in and out of that philosophy various times, like, is this all the dream? And I think this mm-hmm. is a nice segue into talking about literal sleep, because the times I've leaned into that the most, uh, this idea of life being an illusion or a dream, has have actually been the times I've been the most unhappy. And yeah, so moving into the realm yeah. of literal yeah. sleep, of when you're asleep and awake, uh, that because I think that's affected by your levels of happiness. I, I've got something to say on that later, but I'm really grateful for what we're getting to talk about literal sleep because I believe in the spiritual community all too often, it's almost worded as some spiritual sacrifice or badge of honor if you're able to not have much sleep or you don't sleep much. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but there's also, it is. I mean, I'm thinking back, I don't know if it was the same in the US, but in the UK, there was so much news around sleep. It must have been like in 2018, 2019, a, um, a book came out called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. And it was based on 20 years of research around physical sleep and all the benefits attached to it. So, yes. yeah, so I look at that and I'm like, because I've had a good and bad relationship with sleep. Uh, where do you stand on the whole idea of the body physically sleeping. Well, I have to tell you, I read in one of Joel Goldsmith's book books that, and these are my words, the more enlightened you are, the less sleep you need. <laughs> so I have been, you know, you can text me at yeah. 2.30 in the morning, mm. my time, and I respond to the, um, to the text. Um, and so I have been going on two, uh, not two, mm-hmm. but three or four hours of sleep 
per night sometimes for the last, how long have we known each other? Four years. But I feel like a lot of stuff now would point towards, a lot of research that's out there would point towards the more enlightened you are, the more good, healthy sleep you get. There you go. And that's where I am right Mm. now. The last couple of weeks, there have been nights where I have slept for six and seven hours, which is great. And that's where I am. I'm at the place now where I'm taking care of my body Mm -hmm. temple. And my body temple needs to get rest. Uh, And I'm somebody who I fall asleep very quickly. I um, don't take naps. I... When it's time for me to lay down at night, that's what happens. I have to give myself permission to rest and restore and revitalize my body temple. That's what sleep does. That's the gift that I have given my body right now through sleep. Yeah, and I I believe like so many conversations we have on this podcast, it really is that meeting point of the human experience and the spiritual experience. What I know is being someone who has had... Uh, various relationships with sleeping in the past. I've had insomnia and I've also just had times where I'm sleeping so much. Um, And they both speak to um, an underlying something not being right, whether that be anxiety, that's why I'm not sleeping well, whether that be depression and avoidance, that's why I'm sleeping a lot. And what I say is I don't know the answer to the sleep-wake ratio, but what I do know is when you're asleep, no matter how long or short it's for, I really think it, you want it to be sound, deep, peaceful sleep. And when you're awake, yes. whether that's 18 hours a day or eight hours a day, you want it to be energized, clear, and you want to be sharp. I, so I'm not so yes, concerned yes. with the ratio as I am about the uh, the quality of them experiences. Yes. Yeah. And remember, when we sleep, we get to dream And things are revealed, can be revealed to us from our higher self in these dreams. There are times when I will begin to fall asleep and I will ask spirit to speak to me in my dreams. Uh, Maybe there's something that I want clarity on or the direction of a project or something like that. And I can ask that question go to sleep, have a dream, wake up, and boom, Yeah, I'm ready to roll. And also, outside of, if I don't receive an answer whilst I'm asleep, the punctuation mm-hmm. of the sleep, I can wake up and have a whole new clarity or feeling about a situation, yes. which is yes. in many ways the same thing. I just know that uh, there's type, if something happens that's unpleasant or something happens that has been unpleasant. I know that you want to know what I got to put a night's sleep between this and it will feel completely different. Um, yeah, it's so, yeah. And it's so often true that I do think, you know, like if you're, if you're not, if you're sick, you know, sleeping can heal the body. I also think sleep's Mm -hmm. got a lot to do with healing the mind of those, um, those unspiritual qualities like embarrassment, shame. Yeah. Yes. And I, um, yes, yes. What, yeah. It allows our body temple to 
get back in order. Yeah. We get to remember it. Remember, our body temple is a system of perfect order and balance, and sleep allows us to experience yeah. that because our mind is shut down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that thinking, that racing. So we really have an opportunity to move to our heart and allow our higher self to express fully yeah. as us when we sleep. Yeah, you know, there's all this conversation around sleep hygiene. And I really think we should, we should explore sleep hygiene and wake hy hygiene. Like I said, you don't want to be in bed, not sleeping, having the lights on. These are just things I'm thinking about from sleep hygiene. Yes. And you don't want to be awake, um, doing various things either that are not good awake hygiene. So I'm going to leave it with mm -hmm. sleep well and be awake well. Yeah. <laughs> like sleep yes. well, be awake well. Oh, yeah, well. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for this, Karen. Until next week. Thank you. My pleasure. Goodbye, everybody.